Well, I just want to say something encouraging. Um, I don't want to say too much, but I can't keep from saying it. Got to got to visit someone today in the jail that gave their life to the Lord today. One of my statements was, God moves in the jail. It's in his word. God moves. God will move where your heart moves. And uh, telling you what, if that's what it takes, that's what, that's what we'll get. The Lord will, will, is, is for us and is forgetting us no matter how far we may have to go for him to reach us. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by the worship tonight, by your responses, by your heart. Um, I'm really overwhelmed by our city and what's going on in our city. And, and uh, I'm overwhelmed by, you know, the turnout that we've had for Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames and how we've, we've basically begged you to, to serve and you have come out in droves. Over 115 people signed up to, to work and to help. Amen. Amen. Now we need to pray. Now we need to pray. We need to pray that we'll have the courage to go out, that we'll bring people in, and that those people come in, that their hearts will move. We can't, we can't, just, we can't just get workers here. It takes more than that. We've got to pray. We've got to pray that the Lord moves, and then we've got to go fishing. We can show up and do all the acting we want and go back home the same. Or we can go fishing and catch some fish. And uh, obey the Lord. And be what the church is to be. And that is a, a, a place of, of rescuing. A place, a place to start over. And that's what this person that I got to meet with today, it's a, it's a time to start over. And we were singing tonight. Um, there's a fountain filled with blood and it's filled with Emmanuel's veins. It came in and healed me. It came in and... Uh, came and it healed me came and refreshed me it came and washed my sins away I told this gentleman I said you know the state you didn't wash your, you didn't wash your discretions away from the state you still got to walk through those things but between you and God right now you're clean and it's so hard to understand it's so hard to grasp how and I said can't you imagine your child coming to you and has just hurt you has just done something horrible. But when they come with the right heart, I'm not talking about coming to just get out, of the, get out of it, but coming and saying, Daddy, I shouldn't have done it. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And what's your response? Yes. Yes. And so much more is God the Father having the ability of removing that sin as far as the east is from the west. Can you grasp what the Lord has done for you? Can we just take just a minute and try to grasp what the Lord has done for you? Because you didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. And, and it's that move in our heart that's going to cause us to help somebody else find that. 
you need to dig down deep and realize that the Lord has really saved you. And get out of this building and go get somebody. Because can you imagine being on the path that you were on? I can't imagine. I think I'd be dead. The devil tried to take me more than once. Some out of my control, some in my control. But God's that good of a God. You've come in here and maybe you know Jesus, but you're living in sin. He will respond to your heart. He's not going to respond to just a bunch of unmeaningful words. I can lead you through a prayer, and that's what I did today in, in the jail. As I said, look, I can lead you through a prayer and nothing can happen. Or you can get right with God. You get right with God, I think we can pray about anything you want to pray, and the Lord's going to save you. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, the guy on the cross didn't, didn't pray the sinner's prayer. But the Lord saw his heart. It's not the method. It's the heart. And can we just for a moment, you know, we, we sit here and we worship and we allow the Spirit of God to come in us and refresh us. How, how many got refreshed tonight? <clears throat> you, can, you can't help it. You can't help it to come into the presence of God. But get refreshed. You may say, man, people started hooping and hollering and shouting. Yeah, they did. I want to encourage you just for a minute. I think there's going to be a lot of hooping and hollering and shouting in heaven. It's not going to be as formal, I think, as we think. I think, I think it will be formal. I think it will be godly formal. There's going to be horns blowing and shouting and walls coming down and running and dancing. To our fully full extent. That's what moves God's heart. Do you not think that's going around his throne? He's got creatures around him just to do that around him. You think God doesn't like that? He does. So when the shouting starts, man, don't check out, check in. You know, I was sitting here with the worship team and I started to hear a bunch of you talking. And finally I just asked them, stop. I want to hear what y'all are saying. Let us join in with what the Lord's doing in you. I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is we need to come to a point not to come in here and worship and get filled up and feel good about ourselves and then go on with our life. No, we've got to release. Faith is, faith is a verb. We've got to get filled up and go. You don't fill up your tank and let it sit in your parking lot. Some of you might want to because gas prices are about $4 a gallon. But you fill up your tank so you can go. We come in here into the church sometimes to repent, to get on our face, or to get with one another and just share what's going on in our life. Why? So we can get free. Why do you need free? So you can go. We come in here and we, 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 we get good words, we get, we get our, our, our faith built up, but faith without works is dead. Don't be dead. Be alive. And I don't mean alive in here. Can I tell you, I'd rather you just be quiet in here and alive out there than to be alive in here and dead out there. Now, I want you alive in here. 
But if we've got to pick, let's be quiet in here and be on fire out there. But let's don't do that. Let's be fire, on fire in here and on fire out there. You see, we play a game. We get on fire in here and then we put it out the rest of the week. That's messed up. Okay. Let's see. I got, I got 10 minutes. Hallelujah. I'm going to do this anyway. We've been talking about God's master plan for the church. Man, God's moving. God is moving. I've met with two pastors this week, and I'm telling you, God is moving. God is moving. And let me tell you, God's going to move in this church. It is his will. It is his desire. And I believe it's coming. But we've been talking about, uh, let's just uh, bring up, uh, let me do it. Let's bring up my first scripture, Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 16, we've been talking about Ephesians chapter 4 starting in verse 1, going through this whole scripture, talking about the body of Christ. If you've been coming on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about the body of Christ and about faith and about how we are missing it as a church, coming in here and not being changed, going out into the world and being the same sinful person, then coming into the church and hoping God will clean up our mess. That is not right. Why would somebody want to come to our church when they see us living like that? They don't need God. You know, again, uh, this gentleman I visited today, I said, why do you want Jesus? He said, because I see something in you that I want. It about made me want to just start crying because I thought, man, I I don't show that. I don't know how you see it. It's by the grace of God you see it because I'm failing in that area. I can show so much better. I can do so much better. But by the grace of God, he has seen something in me. You know, it was a wake-up call for me. God's so good that he can reach me and this gentleman in the jail. The Lord led me in the jail. Not this guy. The Lord led me in there. It says, from whom, who is whom, it's Jesus, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Again, this wants to be long and complicated, but it's not. It's not. What is it that edifies the body? What is the subject of the sen- of this sentence? It is the body. The body is what causes growth. Is, the body is for the edifying. It's the body. It takes us all. It is the body that makes the body grow. It's not the ministries. It's not the programs. It's the body. You know, I believe ultimately heaven's gates and hell's flames isn't going to save these people. It's going to be you. I believe you will have already done the hard work by the time they get in here. The hard work is getting them in here. They have already given their heart by coming with you. Now we just got to make it official. Do you see what I'm saying? When you walked in the church for the first time before you were saved, let me tell you, you were looking whether you knew it or not. You were hungry. You might have been fighting it with everything in you. 
Let me tell you, I was a rebellious kid. I was talking to a pastor today that invited me to play tennis. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm going to tell you this story anyway. I'm not going to tell it. I, I rebelled against my parents, and I gave up tennis. They built a tennis court. They, my whole family was into tennis, and we had a tennis court. And my dad built a, a tennis court and had, a, had a, the tennis coach come and give us lessons every single day through the summer. I felt like it was every day. It might have been once a week, but to me it was every day. And I finally said, that's it. I'll never pick up a racket again. I'm done. And you know what? Until five years ago, I picked up the racket for the first time. And this guy said, will you play tennis with me? And I'm like, oh, you don't know what you're asking of me. Years and years of bitterness and unforgiveness and pain. My, my dad was trying to help me. He was trying to better me, trying to give me the better things of life. And what do I do as a kid? I, I, I reject it. But you know what? When you come into the church, when you start coming for you, not because your mom and dad are dragging you in there, but when you walk in, you may feel like you're all bound up inside, but let me tell you, the Lord has already started to unwind you. And when someone says yes to you, the Lord's already at work. But we've got to get them. You will not catch a fish unless you cast a, a line. For some reason, the fish don't jump in your boat. Unless you got some psycho fish. Dynamite. Yeah, well, I'm not against that. Whatever it takes. It took action. They just didn't land in there. Okay, all right. But we can sum this picture up in three words from this scripture. It's completeness, unity, and strength that comes from the body. Completeness, unity, and strength. The whole body. When it says the whole body, what is that? The complete body. Completeness. Fitly joined together. What is that? That's unity. And then finally, compacted. Compacted, what is that? That's the strength. You know how strong we are when we're together again? I was eating lunch with a pastor today. Talked about how strong unity is. Even in the negative. That God says, do you see this group over here? That's building this tower to Babel? Somebody better stop them because when you're unified, nothing will stop you. Nothing will stop a group that's unified. How much more when we're tightly knit together under God's kingdom and plan? What can we, what, what can we not accomplish? The first aspect of this is completeness, unity, and strength. The second we find involves every joint and every part. Every member of the body must be functioning efficiently and in its proper place for this picture to be produced. I believe that this 110, 115 that is signed up, I believe that that is, that is a start of the body beginning to get joined together. You're going to get to know one another. It's like what happens in VBS. Man, you get to know each other. 
you spend five days, four hours a day together, man, we're, we're going to become family pretty quick. We get real, real quick, and it's good. And then finally, if these conditions are met, what, look what happens. The body builds itself. Causes growth of the body. Under the proper conditions, the body of Christ should grow naturally. But do you remember we, the Apostle Paul talks about joints? Where is it? Joint. Talks about joints. I would suggest that the joints... You know what the, I believe these joints speak of? I believe they speak of interpersonal relationships. That's what's going to happen at Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. A lot of people are going to get saved, but a lot of relationships are going to get formed. We're going to be together a lot. Good. That's what life group's good for. You know, you go to life group one time, you kind of you get to know everybody. You're kind of on the outside. Then you come another time. And then you come another time. Next thing you know, you're talking. You're meeting for lunch through the week. You're calling each other. What's happened? These, these, these relationships are getting joined together. Do you know when you're out, out, in the, out in the world and you call one another from life group or from the relationships, you, relationships you've met at church, you know what's happened? The body's functioning. Yeah, but pastor, I'm not with the whole body. That's not how it works. The whole body goes out of here and is completely spread out all over this town. Functioning. Growing. Building relationship. You start loving on one another. Somebody doesn't know Christ. What happens? Just like this gentleman that I met with today. I want what you got. Man, I've not met with him hardly at all. But I've met with him enough to know he wanted what I had. Can you see it can be a good cancer? It starts spreading. Cancer, cancer in the natural is bad, but when we start spreading like an infection according to God's will, let me tell you, that's good. It's, uh, it's just like the joints in my body. I may have a wonderfully healthy and strong bones, but if they're not joined together, they cannot function. No matter how strong and healthy we may be individually in the body of Christ, if we're not joined together in correct, healthy relationships, the body can't function. A very parallel scripture, and I'll, I'll end. I've got one little paragraph right here. Let me end here. Is Colossians. I'm going to give you two, three scriptures real, real quick. Colossians 2.19. Let's look at this real quickly. It says... I thought I had it to read. Let's go. I don't have it there. Let's, if you've got your Bibles, let's turn to it real quick. Um, do you remember my little uh, uh, acrostic GE Power Company? Find Galatians. Then go Ephesians. Then Philippians. Then Colossians. Colossians. Chapter 2. Verse 19. And not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. Do you see the connection? 
It, talks, it not only just talks of joints, but it talks of joints and bands. What are the bands? I believe the bands are the bonds. I would consider this to be overall attitudes. Scripture mentions two great bands. One is the bond of peace in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3, that says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And the second is love in Colossians 3.14 that says, But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Do you see what needs to come out of these relationships? Unity in the Spirit, when we become unified and you and I have something in common. You may say, man, you and I don't have anything in common. Yeah, we do. we got the same Spirit. What comes from that Spirit is a bond of peace. You got relationships that are not peaceful, you're missing that spirit. What else comes from that bond is love. You're missing that bond of love. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. These are the overall attitudes that make possible the unity of the body. Peace and love, these bonds and these joints. We've got to get joined together. Pastor, I don't like getting with anybody. Well, you're wrong. We have got to be connected. We have got to be. I want you to know there's probably another person in this church that doesn't like to get with somebody. You two get together. You know, you got some friends that need a lot of your attention, some friends that don't. I got friends, I, I, I require a lot of attention from some people, some people I don't require any. You know, I can only take one or two that require a lot of attention, I can take quite a few more that don't require much. I'm sure you all, all can relate. But I'm to stay connected. I'm off if I'm not connected. That's why you've got to stay in the Word. You'd better be ab- abiding in the vine or you're going to be outside. I heard, I heard again, I'm, I mean, I'm getting filled up by these pastors in town. He said, uh, because I got to talking to him about me preaching this Sunday about once saved, always saved. And I don't even want to go down that road. I'm not going to go down it again. He said, well, you know what? He said, well, can I lose my salvation? No, I can't lose my salvation. It's too big. You know, I can't lose my house. I can lose my car keys, but I can't lose my house. It's too big. I can't lose my salvation. I can drive away from it. I can unhook from it and I can leave it. Never to return from it. I can't lose it. I know it's there. But I can get unhooked from, the, from abiding in the vine. And you know what happens to branches that gets unhooked? They die. You know what comes next? Pruning. So, my word to you is, abide. Abide in the vine. Connect in the church. It's a good word for somebody. It's a good word for somebody. Father, I just thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for the, I thank you for the spirit of unity over this body right here. I thank you that you are pouring out unity. I thank you that we are giving up 
we are giving up our ways for the sake of unity. I thank you that walking with you, Lord, is that we take up our cross daily. What does that mean? It means we died ourselves to live for you daily. I give up my way so that I can be unified with you. Lord, help us to fit together properly in the church. And Lord, let us stay connected to the vine. Let us stay connected to your word. Now just bless us. Those that have come in here hurting, Lord, I ask that you give, give them encouragement right now. There is hope. There is hope in your walk with Christ. Walk with him. I thank you, Lord. Bless our week. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please go back to the... Uh, Go back to the information desk and get tickets, get these posters, get these things handed out. Please do not let us leave, the, leave stacks of these back here not to be used. Get these things handed out. People don't need a ticket, but they will come if they get a ticket in their hand. Get, get these things out. God bless you. Have a great week.